0: Funding for WPLN News comes from you, our listeners, and Bernstein Private Wealth, working with creators and innovators to invest with intention and build the legacy they want to leave behind. More at Bernstein.com. I'm
1: Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. If you are of a certain age like me, you may remember seeing roller derby on television and it looked something like pro wrestling on skates. But that's all in the past. In the early 2000s, roller derby resurfaced as a real sport with rules, scoring, protective gear, and a lot of heart. And we have our own circuit of derby players right here in Nashville. And the sport is more than bone-crushing hits, cool player names, and whips. Whips? Roller derby is about testing your limits and building bonds. Think of it as a testament to overcoming obstacles. To find out what roller derby is really like and to see the next generation in action, we got in the learning mindset with Nashville's Junior League. Our producer, Magnolia McKay, went to Cone High School to see the Nash villains scrimmage up close, starting with gearing up before practice.
2: I'm Ivy or Poison Ivy. I've been playing for almost seven years.
3: Poison Ivy is 15 years old, so seven years is basically half her life. She's got this part of the routine down.
2: Um, Right now I'm putting on my skates. And then goes my knee pads. Some people put their knee pads on first, depending on what kind they have. Then my elbow pads. Then my wrist guards. and my helmet, and then my mouth guard.
3: Now, she's ready for practice. We head into the gym. Spanning between the basketball hoops at either end, there's an oval track marked out in red tape on the floor. It looks kind of like a roller rink. After some drills, it's time to scrimmage. The kids split up into two teams. There's one star player for each, literally labeled with a star on their helmets. They're called the Jammers. They're the ones to watch. The Jammers score the points. They have to break through the pack of blockers and score points by lapping the other team's skaters. It seems pretty chaotic. Honestly, it looks kind of like football. They start in a lineup, and the Jammer has to break through it, pushing with sides and hips. Once the Jammers break through, the race is off. They start skating around the trap to pass, pass, pass. About 30 minutes in, skater number 666, a 15-year-old who goes by the name Little Devil, does something pretty remarkable. This move is what's called an apex. I don't know what
4: an apex is. On the corner, on the corner here, a lot of times rather than going through the pack, they'll jump the corner, jump the apex of the corner. It's usually pretty, pretty legit.
3: So basically, Little Devil has just cut the corner in front of a handful of skaters by jumping through the air. But along with these high highs come some tougher moments. At the very end of the scrimmage, a skater named Kia Cass falls, and then another skater lands on top of her. Immediately, the whole team takes a knee. The executive director of the team, who goes by queen mother, says they all come together in moments like these.
5: Yeah, everybody takes a knee. And then there's usually also a round of applause as soon
3: as the person stands up. Yeah.
1: Cassidy Everhart is the skater who got up. And as you just heard, when she's on the track for Nashville's Junior Derby, she's known as Kickass Cass, thanks for being here today.
6: Thank you so much for having me.
1: All right, pleasure, pleasure. So first off, how's your ankle?
6: My ankle is great. Thank you so much for asking. It was a rough fall, but it recovered great.
1: You're p- pulling on um, Patrick Mahomes on everybody. <laughs> nice. Do tell me, do injuries like that happen often?
6: Yes, they do. It is a part of derby as it's fast-paced and full contact. Mm-hmm. But normally, everybody's okay. It's why we have rules.
1: It's good to have rules. Mm-hmm. So tell me, how did you choose? that name kickass
6: um my mom and i were bouncing off of ideas in the car when i first joined the league um i didn't i joined the league not really knowing what a derby name was and then i joined and everybody was like what's your derby name what's mm-hmm. your derby name and i had no idea so we researched it and there really wasn't i had a lot of different options but kickass just really felt right
1: it it fits mhm so tell me how did you discover roller derby
6: <laughs> I discovered Derby when I was younger my cousin played my older cousin she was living with us at the time and I also really loved the movie Whippet, hmm. starring Elliot Page I loved it and um, it was just I was new to the city when I first found out about the team that we have here and I was it was after COVID and I was like really nervous, but I joined and it was just, everybody was so welcoming and it was, I just fell in love with the sport.
1: So how long exactly have you been playing?
6: I've been playing for around eight months, give or take.
1: Eight months? Yes. Okay. Now, would you call yourself a super athletic person?
6: No, not at all.
1: But you've been at it for eight months. I have. So it seems like you're athletic now.
6: I have, I just, as I said earlier, I fell in love with the sport and my teammates and I've when I was younger I bounced around from sport to sport and I like I tried all sorts of things soccer lacrosse basketball volleyball mm-hmm. all of that and none of it just ever really stuck mm. I just never really felt like I was part of it and I was fine at the sports it was just it just didn't feel right for me and which is why I was one of the reasons that I was so hesitant about joining Derby was because it seemed like something that I would just love But I was just, the community aspect of it, it was like, I was like, I don't really know if that's going to work. But I joined, and it was just, the community is one of the parts of it that I love so much about it. Mm It's just everybody gets along so well, and everybody's so sweet and kind. And it just, I fell in love with it. So
1: I'm curious, like, what's training like? Are there certain benchmarks you have to hit before you're allowed to actually play?
6: yeah, there are. Um, if you join as like a newer skater, you one of the first things we teach you is like how to fall and all that sort of thing. You learn how to skate if you don't know all of that. You have protective gear. It's great. Um, there are three levels. There's level one, level two, and level three. Level one is no contact. Mm-hmm. You don't so you start as a newbie and then you level up to level one after you like learn the basics of how to skate and that sort of thing. And then it's no contact. And then once you master all of your skills, like basic skills of like skating and that sort of thing, and stopping, um, you level up to level two. You pass a written test and you do laps around the track in a certain number of time. Okay. Um, so once you pass that and you pass your written test, you go on to level two. And level two, you start. Getting some contact. You start seeing some contact. It's not... You're not allowed to hit in level two, but you're allowed to push and shove and be aggressive. You just can't hit people. Mm -hmm. And then after you level up from level two, you go to level three, which I'm a level three, and then you can start hitting people. Full contact. Full contact. You can start ramming into people. You don't have to, like, slow down as much. It's very much more fast-paced, and it's like... You're just flying around the track and zooming through and you get a lot of points. It's a lot of fun.
1: Is hitting people the fun part of the game?
6: It's one of them. It's one of them <laughs> for
1: right. sure. They say it takes a village to field a roller derby team. My next guest is one of those villagers. Brian Dismore is a parent <laughs> of a junior roller derby skater and sits on the Nashville Junior Roller Derby Board of Directors. Brian, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And so your daughter plays for NJRD. What's her derby name? Qzilla. Qzilla. Ooh, I like that. How, so, how did she end up joining the junior derby team? Well it's uh she skated for
4: oh gosh, I bet you she was four or five and we just did the typical roller rink we'd go on Saturdays or sometimes Sundays and it was something for us to do. I grew up roller skating and thought it would be fun and she kind of connected the same way I did loved the feeling of motion being on being on skates mm-hmm. and uh, she was doing that and had a totally separate friend group at the rink and Actually, I tripped into it. I was at an event and bumped into one of the adult skaters, and she had her jersey on. Um, and my wife and I, before my daughter was born, had been to a couple of their adult matches, and it's just it was a hoot. Back at the old fairgrounds where they had, where their home was, and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we naturally we struck up a conversation, and I let her know my daughter skated, and she said, "Oh, she should try out for the the juniors team." Excuse me. There's a juniors team, so uh, she said, "Yeah, they practice at Tuesdays and Thursdays at the at the fairground." So I think that was a Thursday night or a Friday night, and that Tuesday, the next following Tuesday, my wife and my daughter and I watched practice. She signed up on Thursday and started
1: skating with them. It was it was meant to be. Okay. Yeah. So what's it like for you as a parent to see your child flying around the track and getting knocked down? Well.
4: I don't know if I focus as much on her getting knocked down as I do just the joy that she has playing the sport. Um, it's like anything else with contact—you're going to get bumps, you're going to get bruised, you're going to get knocked down. Mm-hmm. You now, I played football; I fell on grass. She falls on concrete, so there is a little <laughs> bit of a difference there, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. But but we learned in the beginning—you know—bumps and bruises, sprains here and there—it's it's part of it. So, um, I'm just not the parent that that worries about that. I find more joy of her interaction with her teammates and even the teams they compete against, the camaraderie that they have,
1: um, I don't know, that for me it far outweighs mm. anything else. Now, you know, in the world of youth sports, some parents drop their kids off for practices and games, then show up when everything is over. But I understand that roller derby isn't quite like that, right? No, it's not.
4: Uh, We thought, hey, great, Tuesday, we have date night. We'll drop Quincy off. Her name's Quincy. She goes by Cuzilla. We'll drop her off for practice. We'll pick her up in two hours. And uh, Hmm. that's not a thing. Uh, It's it's not a thing. It is a 100% parent uh, involvement. Um, The parents that know so much more than me, I'm striving to be more like them. They set up the track. They set up practice. We tear down the track. You know we they, we do everything, yeah. um, so it is not a drop and leave. It's a we really love a drop and stay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'd like to be there for our skaters.
1: How is that different from other youth sports where the parent involvement isn't as quite as heavy? Well, I mean, this is the only sport
4: that that Q-Zilla has ever done. I mean, she, but really across the board, most of our skaters have tried other things and they've just gravitated towards derby, but. Uh, when I, I played Little League Baseball and it was yeah, I got dropped off at practice, you know, and games were coached by maybe somebody's dad or something like that that mm-hmm. decided to be involved but, um it was always a an organization or something like that the governing body where uh, Here we kind of do it all we clean the floors we so whatever <laughs> it needs to be done You got a parent there that's gonna be doing it. So what are the benefits of being so involved as a parent? Well, you know, honestly in the beginning I thought it was going to be weird. I didn't want to make Quincy uncomfortable, like being that dad that was there because I'm pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to coach it, to cheer him on, if you will. Yeah. Um, but the benefits are, well, I kind of said earlier, is just the joy of watching them compete, watching them practice, um, and I fell in love with it. Mm. I mean, I love skating, but I'd. It was a this culture. I had no idea. Um, it is unlike the 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 inclusiveness of it. Uh, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. And so it was a little intimidating for me at the beginning because it does. You go to your first practice, your first match. It is so hard to understand what's going on, hmm. and you can read the rules, but until that you have watched it a number of times, <laughs> you don't understand it. So it's been humbling and very fulfilling for me to learn the sport, learn the community. I mean, we connect with derby teams all over the country.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Your local little league doesn't do that. I mean, we, we connect everywhere and people are so supportive. Um, so I, I get a lot of joy out of just being a parent involved. And I'm trying to do more now and trying to learn how to officiate, you know, and trying to learn how to do the non-skating and some of the skating officiating. So
1: it's, I've kind of caught the derby bug too. All right. Yeah. Okay. So what do you hope players get from this experience of playing the game? Well,
4: gosh, there's so much. I mean, what do you want for your children? Gosh, there's so so much. I think uh, the feeling of being included, the feeling of including others. It's one thing to be included, but then to invite strangers in with open arms, that's a powerful thing to teach a young person or to have them teach themselves. self. Um, some competition, you mm-hmm. know, um, you are going to get knocked down. There's no doubt about it. Um, you are going to get bumps and bruises and it's like I was talking to my wife. I think last night after practice, and she said one of the favorite things that she enjoys about watching Kuzilla skate is when she gets knocked down, she pops right back up. And mm-hmm. most of them do. If you're not hurt, they're usually back up before you even knew what happened. And so overcoming adversity. Um, we skated against some teams that were you know, better than us, and and they won the match. And to see the skaters embrace that and then go and embrace the other
1: team, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. That was Brian Dismore. He sits on the board of directors for Nashville Junior Roller Derby and is the proud father of skater Qzilla. Brian, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Roller Derby skater Cassidy Kickass Everhart will stick with us through the break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation about local ro- the, the local roller derby scene bah! and meet some of the adult skaters of NRD. What do you love about roller Derby? Tell us all about it by tweeting us at this is Nashville. We'll be right back. I'm Khalil e. Colonna, and this is Nashville. This hour, we are hitting the track and learning about the fastest game on eight wheels. That's right. We're talking about roller derby, not the pro wrestling style version you may have seen on TV. We're talking scoring, gear, and yes, still plenty of big hits. Before the break, we checked out a practice for our city's junior roller derby team. Now let's meet some slightly older skaters. Lex Taravingadum is a skater and head of marketing for Nashville Roller Derby. She also helps coach the junior league team. Lex Welcome to This is Nashville.
7: Hi, thank you. It's great to be here.
1: Great to have you with us. So before we go any further, let people know, what is your derby name?
7: My derby name is Petty LaBelle.
1: Petty LaBelle. I like that. How did you come up with that?
7: Um, I, It was a petty move, actually. You know, somebody <laughs> somebody called me Petty. Um, something happened and I said, you know what? I'm not just Petty. I'm Petty LaBelle. And mm. I changed my derby name. You know, I came to the next practice with that on my back. And I kept it. (laughs)
1: Rest is history. (laughs) I love it. So how long have you been into roller derby?
7: This is my 10th season in roller derby.
1: Wow. How'd you find the sport?
7: Um, I found the sport um, back in 2005. A bunch of my friends started the original Philly Roller Girls. And I really wanted to play then, but I was in college and I didn't have time. And then 10 years later, I found myself... Uh, here in Middle Tennessee, and Clarksville had a team, and I decided to join them.
1: You joined them. What was that experience like, joining them for the first time?
7: It was a lot of fun. Um, at the time, I was a young mother. I didn't have friends or family here in the state, and I really needed an outlet. I needed something that was for me, and it gave me my identity back when I felt like I was you know, kind of losing a little
1: at the time. Now, earlier in the show, we heard a player go down pretty hard in a scrimmage, Petty, how physical is the game these these days? Oh, roller
7: derby is considered the most full contact sport in the world right now. It has more physical contact than football. Like we are constantly touching. You're touching other skaters. Or you're touching your teammates. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of contact.
1: And you're touching the ground, too.
7: <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, the goal is not to touch the ground, actually, you know.
1: <laughs> so Cassidy Kickass Everhart is still with us, and she, she's from the Nashville Junior Roller Derby team. Thank you again for being with us. The the 2009 movie, Whippet, you mentioned it earlier, you know. I it's did. one of your favorites. It really reintroduced the game to the nation, and it was directed by Drew Barrymore. It starred mm-hmm. Elliot Page and an all-star cast. I feel like people still don't understand roller derby, so I'm hoping that both of you can explain in layperson's terms how the game is played. Okay, so kick-ass, let's start with you. Mm -hmm. How many players are on the track?
6: Uh, It depends, but there are normally four blockers from each team, so that adds up to eight, and then two jammers, so around ten.
1: Okay, so explain these positions for us, Petty blockers and jammers.
6: All right.
7: So you have your jammers. Those are the ones above the star. They're the ones that score the points. Um, A lot of people like to equate that to like a quarterback position in football. Mm -hmm. Then you have your blockers. Um, They're both your defense and your offensive line. Your blockers are thinking about doing whatever they can to help their jammer score points. By either stopping the other jammer or in some cases stopping the other blockers and keeping them off there's one special blocker they wear a stripe on their head and they're called the pivot Um, and at points they have an opportunity to become the jammer Mm. Um, so so it's a special position and that's why they have that stripe so
1: how does a team score
7: Uh, you score by your jammer passing uh, blockers on the opposing team Uh, the other jammer is also a point
1: okay so every time the jammer passes a blocker from the opposing team, that's one collective point or point per jammer they pass?
7: Uh, it's one point per person on the other team that they pass. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. So how long, Kick-Ass, how long is about? Two minutes. Two minutes? Yeah. Wow. So the scoring period happens for two minutes. How long does a game go?
6: Um, It can depend a game's an hour. Yeah.
1: An uh, hour. Yeah.
7: So it's a game is broken up into two 30-minute halves.
1: And you have these two-minute scoring intervals within each half.
7: Yes. yes. Yeah. The scoring intervals are called jams. Okay. So the maximum amount of time a jam can go is two minutes long. Um, the um, At the beginning of the jam, you have two jammers start out, the whistle blows, The jammers try to get through both groups of blockers, Mm -hmm. right? The first jammer that gets through, they get designated the lead jammer, and the lead jammer has the ability to call off the jam, to stop it before the full two minutes is up. So the lead jammer gets control of the game. And in that perspective, that's why a lot of people consider them like the quarterback of Derby. You know, if you get that lead jammer position, you control the action.
1: So a lead jammer can go out. Score a few points, and before the other team has a chance to score some, they can just call it off. Exactly. Ooh, so it must be frustrating if you get someone who like scores one point and then calls it off constantly.
7: Uh, it could be, yeah, but I mean that that's part of the strategy, right?
1: Okay. What about penalties? Like, you know, it's a full contact sport. What are you not allowed to hit people with? Kick ass.
6: Um, you're not allowed to hit with your helmet. The okay. contact zone the legal contact zone. It's like any you're not no forearms mm-hmm. no forearms So like in movies a lot of the time like whip it you see people punching people and it's very it looks very violent and that sort of thing It has since been modernized. It is <laughs> well. It is still full contact fast paced and aggressive. It is not There are rules in place to keep people safe. Okay um, so no forearms Anything below the knee is considered what we call a low block, Mm -hmm. and that is illegal. You will get a penalty for that. Um, But you can shove people with your shoulders. You can get really low in there. You can hit them with your hips. Um, No back blocks, which is basically you can't hit hit people, like, straight on their back. Gotcha. You got to, like, use your shoulders and, like... Push them from the side, that sort of thing.
1: Okay, if you're just tuning in, this is Nashville, and I'm your host Khalil Lake-Alona. We're talking this hour about roller derby with skaters Lex Tarvinganum and Cassidy Kickass Everhart. So, you know, Kickass, what do you and the other junior leaguers think of the adult team members?
6: Oh, we love the adult team.
1: <laughs> what is it about them that you admire?
6: They help out a lot with us. We, um, as we were saying before, we're a very parent-focused organization, and they, they're They're so sweet. They come in and they coach us and they're just, they're so strong and admirable. And like being able to, for me at least, being able to look at them, do all these amazing tricks that they've learned through like their years of experience. And then them like taking the time to teach that to us is just like insane. Mm. And it's, it's just, it really means a lot.
1: You know, it feels to me like there's this really strong sense of connection within the roller derby community.
3: Mm -hmm.
6: Petty,
1: how... How do you as an adult player, how do you hope to influence and inspire the junior leaguers?
7: Oh, I mean, I just try to do my best uh, to give them whatever wisdom I might have. But honestly, they inspire me. I mean, that's why mm. I, I go and volunteer for the junior league. The juniors are amazing in the amount of dedication that they've put into this sport from such an early age is such a great advantage I mean I always wish that you know maybe I had a chance to start sooner
1: now you know it looks like it's one of the most inclusive sports out there besides like high impact dodgeball (laughs) you know the junior team is co-ed and both squads feature people of many different identities why is having a wide berth of representation important to the game
6: I think it's very important because it's just, it's a community as I was saying earlier Mm -hmm. and for me I was also saying earlier that I never really felt like I fit in with community and then I joined the team and it was just like, it's crazy going to games like all around and just being able to like get along with all of these different people who are just so open-minded and accepting like every single one. I don't think I've ever had like a bad interaction with another team or people on my own team, I really just, I think everybody's just really open-minded and kind, and it'll like, we'll go to games, and they'll be just so nice, and then we'll get on the track, and it's like, oh my god, where did that nice go?
1: I <laughs> Get the game face on. Mm-hmm. And, and then you to- get off
6: the track, and everybody's exchanging social media and hugging each other and being like, you played so well, mm. like that sort of thing, and it's just... It's really nice being able to be a part of a community where people don't look at you like, wow, what is she doing? Mm -hmm. Because everybody's doing it. Like, Mm
1: -hmm. Petty, how does that resonate with you?
6: Oh,
7: I mean, yeah, that's definitely um, the vibe that we have. You know, everybody can do it. Everybody is included in this. And I think it's important that when people see... um, people of uh, different uh, types, you know, people of different races, people of different ethnicities, genders doing it, um, then they're more likely to try it themselves. You know, that's where, like, the representation really matters. Mm.
1: Uh, Kick-ass, do you feel like you're making lifelong friends in this journey?
6: Oh, 100%. I have, as um, Brian was saying earlier, we travel everywhere. Like, we, I've driven, like, five hours for a game before. It's, it's super fun. We have one coming up that's, like, it's a weekend tournament in Fort Walton and it's it's going to be super fun but um there are, we meet people from all around the US all around and i have kept in touch with so many so many junior skaters from all different leagues and they're all so sweet and hilarious and it's just like it's just really welcoming Welcoming whole group.
1: That is Cassidy Kickass Everhart. She's with the Nashville Junior Roller Derby team. Kickass, thanks for being here and good luck this season.
6: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Lex Tarvingenum, Pe- Lex Petty LaBelle Tarvingadum will hang out with us through the break. When we come back, we'll roll with the adult league and learn more about how roller derby is growing in our city. Are you a roller derby fan? Join the conversation and tweet us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. I'm Khalil Colonna, and this is Nashville. We are learning about the game of roller derby and how this unconventional sport is growing in popularity across the nation and here in Nashville. For that, I'd like to introduce my next guests. Ashley Obel is the Athletics Director for Nashville Roller Derby. She's joined by Alana Perkins, the president of Nashville Roller Derby. Ashley, Alana, thank you so much for being with us. Welcome to This is Nashville.
8: Thank you. Excited to be here. Thank you for having us.
1: Really great. Okay, so Ashley, what is your derby name and how did you get it?
8: Uh, so my derby name is A-Bomb um, and kind of came up with it because my first name is Ashley and it just
0: made sense.
1: Explosive. Yes. That's right. Alana, what's your name?
0: My name is Princess Di.
1: Princess Die. Ooh. D-I-E. How, how'd you come up with that?
0: My team actually named me. Why? Well, the first few choices were not acceptable. I was, I was not, I, I absolutely was not going to put that on a jersey and wear it on my back. But the last, the third one came out. It was fine.
1: Because you're killing them out there on the track? Absolutely. We're going to go with that. Okay. So Lex, Petty LaBelle, Tara Vingendim is still with us. Thank you again Hello. for joining us. So, you know, Petty, I'd like to learn a little bit more about the history of roller derby. When did the sport get started here in the United States?
7: bomb, do you know the exact year? I uh, know it was early two thousands. I mean, we talking about well, well two thousand six so, was the revival. But then, if we want to talk about when it like started, started that was
8: well. 70s. So the modern, the modern, um, what a lot of people are familiar with is roller derby from the nineteen fifties and sixties when it was televised. Uh, the sport we play was really brought back in two thousand one by the Texas Roller Girls. Um, And our governing body the women's flat track derby association was established in 2004 So it's been several decades and we could actually go all the way back to the 1930s uh, when it was a little more of like a relay Race style uh, Mm -hmm. sport, but yeah roller derby's been here, and it's been growing
1: Now you mentioned something you said flat track from what I remember back in the day watching television It was a banked track what is the difference between the two
8: yeah so um what has made flat track roller derby so popular is really the accessibility of it you know that bank track it's very expensive it takes a lot of manpower a lot of space to set it up uh flat track derby all you need is really um a flat surface some rope some tape and now you have a track
1: get going so how has punk rock culture Influenced roller derby.
8: Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, when roller derby was first starting in 2001 it was really inspired by the kind of uh, Feminist punk rock DIY scene at the time and I think that spirit has really kind of continued on I mean we practice uh, outside in parking lots sometimes Mm. we practice in uh, basketball courts you know, we don't always have tape. We don't always have rope. We might just have cones. I've set up tracks with shoes before. You know, you make you make it happen with what you got. Um, and I think that's really been the spirit uh, that's built up this
0: community for so long.
1: Princess Di, is that punk rock vibe something that appealed to you?
0: Absolutely. Um, as someone who sees themselves as a strong, independent woman um, who can obviously display little man syndrome at... The best of times. Uh, yes. <laughs> Having that strong um, hear me roar, seeing that in the clothing in the attitudes in the overall persona of the sport mm-hmm. was very alluring for me.
1: How does that show itself when you all are away from the track?
0: When we're away from the track? Yeah. I don't think.
1: How, how does that experience really from roller derby show itself in life? Away from the track.
7: Oh, I'm punk rock all the time. I said. I mean, I said I joke all the time. People say, "Oh, you dress like a derby girl all the time," and I say, "No, derby girls dress like me." <laughs> I said. I came started. Yeah, I came from that rough and tumble street punk, you know, um, era with the Philadelphia Roller Girls. Um, it was my friends who started that team, and I still have that attitude years later.
1: Have you all ever had an experience of someone who necessarily maybe wasn't very very confident? when they found the sport and they joined the team but their confidence through the experience of being on the team really exploded
0: Absolutely I've seen people come completely out of their shells Yeah I've seen librarians turn into this mega force of fearless I will end you and then come off of the track and they are back to being small meek and mild mm-hmm. but they as soon as they step over that rope it's a, it's over
1: What does that do when you're able to lose yourself in the game and become this, you know, you're, you're a nice, quiet librarian to becoming this fierce, intimidating warrior. What is what is how does that feel when you're on the track?
8: Oh, it's exhilarating. You you become the person you always wanted to be. I think the sport's been really attractive for people who have not been athletic, who've not been confident, who are seeking out that community, who's seeking out that space and this offers that opportunity for so many people to embody something that they always dreamed of and that they always wanted to be. And it inspires them to be the person that they look up to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to be that person, that that awesome person that plays roller derby and, and everyone thinks is so cool. And they get to be that. And it really becomes part of them.
1: If you're just tuning in, this is Nashville and I'm your host, Khalil lake We're talking this hour about the game of roller derby with skaters Ilana, Princess Di Perkins, Ashley Abom-Obel, and Lex Pat, Petty LaBelle, Tura Okay, so, you know, Princess Di, how did the adult team in Nashville get going?
0: Well, I think it, it was 2006 that Nashville really took off. Um, that was the year that I actually learned about roller derby mm. um, in Memphis. That was my original league.
1: You were in Memphis, and then you mm-hmm. came here to Nashville?
0: Yeah, I'll be for better roller derby. <laughs> better roller <laughs> derby in Nashville. That's literally the
1: reason I moved. So we're putting that on tape. Nashville's got a better roller derby than Memphis. Done. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, so the league has grown, but then interruptions happen. Tell me, how did the pandemic kind of interrupt the momentum that was developing with the Nashville squad?
0: We did our best to stay connected with all of our league. Um we did meetings. We did, hey, wellness, you know, mental health wellness checks on people that were, you know, they lived alone. We did our best to stay absolutely connected. Um, As having our first practices back in at the fairgrounds outside when the pandemic numbers started to lift,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that was the best part of the pandemic for me just coming back and seeing everybody in person. Mm.
1: You know, Petty, how, I'm wondering, you know, you were obviously away from the game in your community for a little while. We couldn't be, none of us could be connected because of the pandemic. Were you all like secretly training, like getting on your skates and just riding around the block and
7: oh, things? Oh yes, definitely. Um, actually where we are now, like close to where we're we're doing this is one of my favorite trails to skate. Uh, here in Nashville, Metro Park Greenway. Uh, I was doing that almost every day uh, during uh, what was supposed to be lockdown. I mean, it was outdoors. I have a few other spots around Nashville that I'd love to come down to. Um, we also did because it was safe. We would do trail skates as a team, where we would just make sure that we stayed distance the entire time, and some of us would use um, sport N95 masks while we did that, just to be extra precautious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we definitely were still trying to do home workouts and things like that, and you know,
1: Avon. Avon, how excited were you to finally be able to get back with the members of the team?
8: Oh, so excited! I was so excited. Um, just. you know you think you know how it's going to feel after not being able to play the sport for over a year you think oh it's going to be really exciting and it was just so much much more like exhilarating to be there with my teammates to skate to stop to to hit people when we eventually were able to Mm -hmm. um it was just so great to be back in that space and to be able to to play the sport that you know we all love so much.
1: Have you been able to talk any friends or family into taking up the sport?
8: Um, when I first started playing roller derby, I was able to kind of coax my dad into being a referee for the adult league at the time. I was a junior. Um, and uh, they lovingly named him Daddy Daycare.
1: Daddy Daycare. Yeah. I love these names. I
8: know. <laughs> it was so good. Um, but yeah, I... I Slowly but surely, you know, it's not something you want to, like, pressure people into or push too hard. Um, But, you know, I know a lot of my friends and family, like, love to watch it Mm -hmm. for sure. It's such a good time for for everybody, for the players, the fans, the volunteers.
1: You know, all, all of our previous guests, they talk about the support that the roller derby community has for one another. Now, Princess Di, I understand that the community truly came to help you out with something rather unexpected. Can you tell us about that?
0: Absolutely. Um, My, and I say my team, this is my family. Mm -hmm. Um, There is not a single thing that I can think of that I wouldn't do for every single one of these people, these fantastic people. I feel bad for people that don't know them and don't get a chance to meet them and find this amazing sense of family that I have. Um, So I was... Due to an unfortunate situation, I was um, given a baby. I was mm. actually, uh, I fostered a six day old child who I have now adopted, mm. but I had, I had no children. I actually had no, no aspirations to have children. So I, had, I knew nothing. I, had, I didn't have a crib, I didn't have clothes, none of that. Um, didn't know the first thing about diaper cream. I mean, nothing. These amazing people came together, they gave me a baby shower, clothes, gave me all kinds of advice every time that I had a question, which was every other day. Mm -hmm. I mean, new things happened and these moms came together, they rallied around me and helped me keep this fantastic miracle at, you know, her, what has developed into literally the light of my life.
1: Did that help you feel more comfortable in your new role as a mother?
0: Absolutely. I could not have done it without them.
1: Mm. How's your child doing today?
0: She is almost four. We finalized our adoption uh, December 12th. Congratulations. She's, thank you so much. She's amazing.
1: Is she going to be a derby skater? Absolutely. Does she have skates now?
0: She does. she good? Oh, she'll tell you she is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome. So, you know, tell me, Avon, what do you want people to know? about roller derby here in nashville
8: oh gosh that we are alive and well we are training uh we are ambitious that uh we want to bring this sport back into the community and that we care about this community and we really want to be a big part of this community um you know we have you know in in the years after or honestly while the covid pandemic is still going on We've struggled to find practice spaces, you know, one of our practice spaces is all the way out in Lebanon, Tennessee. A lot of our skaters travel 45 minutes plus to go to practice every single, you know, day that we have it. Mm. Um, you know, we, we practice outside, we do virtual workouts, we are, we are here, we are uh, committed, and we are always looking for support from our community, especially when it comes to finding a permanent home because that would be so immense for us to be able to continue to grow our league is if we were able to find a single space that we can practice out of, that we could host games out of, it would be so amazing. And, you know, it it what we need for help from the community with is finding that.
1: Mm-hmm. Where can people go if they want to learn more about Nashville Roller Derby?
8: Uh, so we have, we're on all the social medias or most of the social medias, I'd say, at least Instagram and Facebook. We're definitely the most active. Um, but then we also have a website, a beautiful website, uh, roller Do- com. You can see headshots of all the skaters, read about our league's history, our mission and vision statement, our gender inclusivity statement, our land acknowledgement statements. All that's going to be right on our website.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, quick. Yes or no question. In 10 years, we will see Roller, de- roller Derby on television regularly. Uh, yes. Yes? Yes. Yes. Yes.
8: Yeah, we—it's actually already been on television before. Um, I need,
1: I need um, to get on. I need to get in the know and yeah, see that.
8: Yeah, the okay. roller derby
7: championships are on ESPN three every year.
1: Okay, well, hopefully I, we get to see you all there.
7: Yeah, hopefully. Oh yeah, I've been on that too. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Now, you know, Petty, what are your hopes for the future of roller derby here? We just got about just a minute left.
7: My hopes for future roller derby is that we see roller derby in the Olympics with all of the wonderful junior roller derby skaters from Nashville that I've trained. All right.
1: (laughs) All right. What about you, Princess Di?
0: I just want to see it grow. I want everyone to come and join us. Come let us hit you and love will you afterward.
1: Okay. Yeah. They're going to hit us up. I might be down for that. Throw myself in the ring, so to speak. Okay. <laughs> I want to thank the members of Nashville Roller Derby for being with us today. They are Lex, Petty LaBelle, Tara Vingadum, Ashley, Abom Obel, and Ilana, Princess Di Perkins. You all rock. Thank you again. And good luck to you all this season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, y'all, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's time for me to hop out of the studio and ride shotgun with a few of our middle Tennesseans, our fellow middle Tennesseans. Today, I'm meeting up with the co-captains of Nashville's Junior Roller Derby team, Bridget Davis, a.k.a. Queen Bee, and Abby Duckworth, a.k.a. Mighty Duck, and their executive director, Leah Davis, a.k.a. The Queen Mother. They got in the car and they took me around to a few of the many practice locations they've had to use over the years, as you just heard. Buckle up, y'all, and enjoy the ride. This is a lot of fun. How's the day going, everybody?
2: Pretty good.
1: Nice. It's gorgeous out. I'm telling you, February.
2: Our team is really jammer heavy, so I do a lot of blocking because of that, but like, my most happy position is jamming.
1: Jamming. Mm -hmm. Mm Alright. Mighty Duck?
2: I can do both, but I lean towards jamming.
1: Yeah. What is it about jamming?
5: Um... (laughs) Once the jammer breaks through the pack, she hauls ass around the track a second time and tries to score. For every player on the opposing team the jammer passes, she gets
1: a point. It's almost like Harry Potter trying to catch the snitch sort of thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we are exactly. the snitch. Yeah. You're the snitch.
1: Okay. There are a lot of big time collisions. hmm How often are you guys bruised up?
2: 24-7. 24-7. <laughs>
1: it's just a part of the sport.
2: Yeah. Kind
1: of. But we
5: don't call them bruises, we call them derby kisses.
1: Derby kisses. (laughs) I like that, that's super tough. I know there's got to be somebody where you're like, I just love to knock them down. There's got to be one person out there.
2: I like person. to knock down boys, but that's hey. just my bias. <laughs>
4: here, here
8: the, the-
1: when I saw roller derby on television, they were like clotheslining people. Yeah. It was like wrestling out there. Yeah. And maybe it used to be like that back in the day, but obviously the sports cleaned up for player safety. Mm-hmm. But have the, either of you ever had a collision that was just kind of gnarly? Yes. Tell me about it.
2: Me go, um, there was a girl named Tonka. <laughs> and she like was like the truck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just got pummeled. <laughs> and I went across the whole room.
4: Get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way.
1: Sometimes, two o'clock in the morning. You turn on ESPN, (laughs) and it's all different sports. Mm -hmm. But I have not seen roller derby. Yep. Why? That's a great
2: question. Ooh, I can get fired up about this. (laughs)
1: Well, go ahead. Strike the match. Let's do it.
2: Well, I mean, okay, I haven't done a lot of research recently because it would it would just make me so angry when I was younger but there was one clip of some sportsman on tv (laughs) being like is derby really a real sport and kind of like contemplating kind of like how they do with cheerleading and like you know I think a lot of it comes from it being a female dominated sport and it being mainly women in the start of it and like it's like we're at the very bottom of the pyramid and we're like wait like we do exist we're real like we are a real sport it's not just like glam and sparkles and whatever you Mm -hmm. know and I think it comes from a lot of misogyny but you know
1: you put half of these cats up here who are gonna question if roller derby is a, a real sport you put them out and about real quick they're gonna change their mind yeah. Yeah. Their, their tunes gonna change so fast
5: yeah mm-hmm. exactly and the other thing that has been a real like point of contention is um, nice. that the derby community is not willing to get rid of derby names yeah okay um, and Having things like derby names and, you know, wearing the makeup and the fishnets and, you know, all of that kind of stuff, like, while we are playing this sport that we love is an expression of who we are Mm -hmm. as athletes and as a community, and we're not willing to give that up. Yeah!
2: Yeah! it.
1: That's it! That's it! The outfits are a little wild sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Sometimes you can see somebody wearing, like, a pirate's patch and a tutu? <laughs> Do you all wear crazy outfits?
2: Um, I've recently started my collection. <laughs> um, for our Halloween game that we did, I got a hot pink skirt, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. Nice. I've never played in a skirt before, and that was definitely a moment. It changed so. my perspective. <laughs> yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. We, um, Khalil, we yeah. did come up with a derby name for you.
1: I OK, yes, I was wondering. <laughs>
5: Okay, so we, but, you know, if you don't like it, that's okay, we can, we can, we can yeah, okay. we, we're okay. workshopping it. Okay. Um, okay, so we came up with Khalil on Wheels.
1: Ka- Khalil on Wheels. <laughs> yeah. Or Khalil on Wheels, I get it, it rhymes, it's cool, it's a little, oh, it's it's a little bit, it's, oh, it is mean, it, it okay. is a little okay, dorky, fair. honestly, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm not above it, I'm not above dorkiness, so my, my buddies call me the cat daddy. That could be a roller derby name. (laughs) That could be it. That could be a roller derby name. All right. So what are our options? Kaleigh on Wheels, Cat Daddy, No More Mister Nice Guy. I feel like we have to have a fourth.
5: Yeah, something about radio. Ooh. Being a host. Um, Hmm. Radio Jammer.
1: Ooh. (gasps) Ooh. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Radio Jammer. I I like that. I like that. I like that. Do you guys have, like, a team chant or anything? Oh, yeah. yeah. One, two, three, NJRD. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, you can vote on what my roller derby name should be. Head to Twitter or Instagram and choose between Khalil on Wheels, Radio Jammer, The Voice of Authority, and Cat Daddy. We want to thank everyone who tuned in this hour. This is Nashville is a production of WPLN News and Nashville Public Radio. Listen back at thisisnashville.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Our producers are M.I. steve Harouche, Guns and Rose Gilbert, and Magrolia McKay. Our digital lead is Anarchy Go-Go Cannon. Michaela Atomic Bomb Elias is our technical director. Our executive producer is Andrea Fudhope. The masterminds behind our music are LaRange and Namir Blade. Special thanks to the Queen Mother and Steve Larios. The conversation doesn't end here. Tweet us at This Is Nashville. Find us on Instagram and let us know what you want from our show by filling out our quick survey online. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil Ecolona. We'll see you next week, everybody. And be good to each other.